Hello and welcome to the Rise Up with Orion podcast. Happy holidays for all of you that have been joining us each month. So excited that, you know, the end of the year is here and we've got an amazing topic and expert to um, really, you know, welcome us to the podcast today. So let me introduce my new friend, a new connection, if you will, um, Lori Fitz. She is a host and executive producer for Connections Radio Show in the Minneapolis-St. Paul Twin Cities on AM 950. For over 10 years, Lori has hosted on her show health professionals, artists, academics, politicians, business leaders, community activists, and so many more who bring their ideas for connection and new ways of thinking. Her background includes executive leadership work for the American Cancer Society, multicultural consulting, and now currently works for the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation as the Director of Restaurant and Hospitality Partnerships, making the connections for building a strong and empowered restaurant and hospitality workforce. Lots of words and I made it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Lori, to the podcast. So happy that you're able to join us today. Oh, thank you so much. I uh, I noticed you paused on the word expert. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was sharing with Tara earlier that I'm the one that's usually doing the hosting and the asking questions. And when she sent me the overview saying that I'm an expert, I'm like, oh, I, I interview the experts. So, oh, I'm the expert. <laughs> so yes, yes, today, exactly. today I get to I get to play the role. Um and, and I, I am looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this since August and thinking about what does it mean to have, you know, healthy connections and how do we celebrate during this time of year? Yes, just like the lazy Susan in the middle of the table. I've turned the tables on Lori and she mm-hmm. is here um, to bring the, you know, her knowledge to us. So Lori, we're talking about connection today. Um, so I would really love to start, you know, out just talking about what a healthy connection means to you um, from kind of your seat that we're sharing today. Absolutely. You know, when we think of connecting, uh, it can bring up all kinds of different ideas to our head. And and I've always believed that the art of connecting can keep us healthy. It can allow us to come out of our isolation. So very simply, connection is joining, it's linking, it's relating. But as we think about it, it's what are we linking to? What are we connecting about? And for me, it comes down to looking at a plant that flourishes. It's connecting with its environment. It's green. It's lush. When it's healthy, you know that it's healthy because it has almost a glow to it. And and I think when we are truly connecting in a healthy way in our environment with those around us, um, we have a certain energy, a certain excitement, a certain uh, desire to express ourselves and to connect. And when we move more into the isolation, we're not getting our water. You know, we're not getting our sunshine. We're Mm -hmm. we're not getting the things that we need to to feel like we're present. Um, a, A definition of connection that I've always loved and it's a Brene Brown, is the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. And when we have that, we know it. You know, we know that we have mm-hmm. that, that energy and that connection. Uh, but there are times when we don't. 
Uh, and sometimes understanding connection is in the absence of connection. Uh, it right. can be in that time of isolation. And um, the holidays in particular can bring up a storyline, a storyline that um, is filled with hallmark images of us all having a wonderful time and, and beautiful surroundings and a, a lovely uh uh, time with the family and and we we desire that story but that story may not be true for us that story may not um live out the, the way that the images and 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 storylines of even our family what they want for us at the holidays and, and for me connection also comes down to what is our own story um how do we write our own story and are we the author of our own story or are those stories um, being somehow imposed and we're having to perform in someone else's story uh, right. and navigating that? So a healthy yes. connection is a good story with you as the, uh, as the hero, as the star of that story, uh, and connecting in ways that you feel live out a purpose, live out you know, who you are and why you are. So connecting also means getting to know who you are and, and celebrating yeah. that as well. Yes. I mean, I often think about, you know, how much connection, you know, changed, you know, at the beginning of the mm -hmm. pandemic, if any of have any of us have ever felt an absence of connection, I think that kind of forced that for many of us for a, a little while. And I know for me, you know, what a healthy connection was, has drastically changed over yeah. the couple, a couple of years as well. You know, as we talked about, you know, social well-being and how that's so closely tied with emotional well-being as well, um, that you really have to have a connection, not only with yourself, but also figuring out what that, that social, you know, you know, give and take might be. Um, especially mm -hmm. as we go into the holidays. So I am with you. And I also want to throw in traditions as well. A lot of the time we have all of these holiday traditions that may have gone down from our family, but again, mm -hmm. are they truly ours? You know, and as I have got small children, I'm always reevaluating that is, are these our traditions or are these just traditions that my family has kind of, you know, put upon us and do they make sense? Are they healthy? So I love what you were saying about that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Know, a, a friend story. of my, a friend of mine just sent me a note uh, yesterday saying that she's come to the conclusion that traditions can be peer pressure from dead people. Oh <laughs> so yes, lovely, isn't it? <laughs> lovely. Yes, that's part of the story, though, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. It is part of the story, and it's how much of the story do we want to keep? How much of the story is helping us connect with each other? You know, I also look at families that that may be all, you know, technology driven and, and they go to the dinner table with their uh, their smartphones. And mm -hmm. some of those traditions and sharing stories are important to share and important to pass down from the family members and the traditions and the cookies and the various meals, you know, breaking bread and, and having a special recipe that your grandmother made. Um, those are all ways to celebrate who you are and what you want to be. Exactly. We did something very similar as my oldest son learned all about the Macy's Day Parade and how, you know, when it started, it was all from the traditions of people who mm -hmm. didn't have, you know, the holidays and Christmas. And so that's really where the Macy's Day Parade started. It's morphed into so much more than that. And so my son was actually reevaluating re that for our family is what is what's a tradition that we have. And ironically, it's fun 
do. That's what we do. And it's, you know, <laughs> such great. an amazing time because it truly brings out that connection because it mm-hmm. takes forever to eat because you're cooking your things. But again, that's sort of tradition. And it was very interesting to have that conversation with him um, as we form that connection around the table around fondue. So we had to share that because we had this conversation just recently about traditions and connection and what is meaningful and what can we just let go? So right. I want to go there next is how okay. do we separate our own beliefs versus the thoughts and the biases that the world around us, maybe you're trying to put upon us. Um, what's your advice on that? I think the first step is to discover or to think into or spend some time. Does it fit anymore? Mm-hmm. You know how you sometimes can try on clothes and you love the, the dress a while back. Now it just doesn't have the same feel anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bring you joy. It doesn't bring you that sense of, it's meaningful and important. It's more of, I'm living out a script. I am here are the words on the page that I have to say and have to do. And we can rewrite that script. You know, we don't have to wear the same um, attitudes, the same conversations. Uh, It can be hard because we have sometimes expectations put upon us that, our siblings that we may only see once a year uh, expect of us. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to tease that I felt like every time I came back to my family when we did a larger Christmas celebration, holiday celebration, I felt like I was a 13-year-old. And oh. it was, what happened? I am I am a grown woman. And why do I feel like I'm 13? And we are triggering each other. In, and I don't want to act like I'm 13. Mm-hmm. But I am. So what's that about? And I think that's the first step. Yeah. What's that about? When you notice this is kind of strange behavior. I don't usually act this way. Why am I getting triggered by that? Um, and sometimes the family kind of wants you in that role. That's the role right. that everyone's comfortable with. It may be a little uncomfortable at first when you step out of that role. Um, when I stopped reacting as a 13-year-old, uh, I I discovered I actually could contribute in a different way Mm -hmm. and be supportive and not not get upset at something that someone said in such a way that I felt didn't respect me. It's like, what's, instead of, ask them, what's that about? Mm -hmm. Why are you asking that? And by accepting people who they are, again, that non-judgmental, if we can walk into it with more of an open heart in terms of really believing people are trying mm-hmm. the best they can. And right. it may not fit your expectations. You may slip into other ways of doing or being, or it may be that you need to limit yourself from those experiences if they're difficult and, and make yourself the star of your mm-hmm. own story and know that oh. you don't have to play someone else's role. Uh, but it's starting to just be able to even jot down an experience that you feel like is Mm -hmm. a little odd. Uh, I have one friend who believes that whenever she's worried or upset or she's found herself in a situation that she just did not like, she writes down all of what she's feeling in five minutes, just limits herself to five minutes, doesn't look at it right away, but then looks Mm -hmm. at it like a half hour, an hour, a couple hours later and sees if there's a theme. What can I discover from that? Uh, I've often also uh, taken all of my anxieties and created them to be monsters. And what would a monster look like? Yes. Anxiety. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. And we've got monster. How how do I fight the monster? And it, yes. it's, it, it becomes a creative journey versus a journey that what's right or wrong. It, yes. what, how to not judge ourselves. I was very fortunate when I was young, my mother is a storyteller. And so she'd take all the events of my day and she would turn them into Bori Leth. Now, my full name is Lori Beth. So it was the inside, upside down, all around uh, version of what had happened. Yes. Today. And I take that. I, I think back on the stories of, of Bori Leth and go, well, what are the adventures of Bori Leth today? What mm-hmm. can I take out of it without taking it personally? What are the things that I want to change? And sometimes change doesn't come when you're doing a good yoga. It's sometimes when you're really frustrated and you have to figure out a new way of being and a new way of doing. And it's in those moments that creativity can occur. And I believe creativity is connecting, connecting with something else that allows you to connect in a new way. That was a long Yes. Oh my gosh. No, I love it though. I think, I think it's so important and it really circles back to what we talked about on our podcast last month is, you know, when Lori gets put at the kid's table and she doesn't want to be at the kid's table, you know, I think it would be really easy to get frustrated and get angry and get Mm -hmm. emotional. Um, But the reality is we talked a lot about it is, you know, controlling the controllables. So you can't control other people. You can't control the situation. But you control control yourself here and here. Um, so I think so and much what, of that. And is, what could the story be being at the kids' table? Yeah. It, it might be a heck of a lot more fun, really. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love that. And it also circles back to a new movie that's coming out that reminded me that anxiety is in the new, like in and out movie where they're cartoon characters, not monsters. And mm-hmm. so again, you're on to something. You could have written this script for this movie um, <laughs> because it's coming and there's all of the the mental and emotional or turmoil that comes in. And I love to kind of personify that. I think that's so funny to think about. Well, Um, if you do that way, I think when we're feeling pain and we don't want to to look at the pain or we don't want to look at the frustration and we want to be a good person and be above it all, we're just stuffing it and it gets bigger and, and the monster gets bigger. But if you can deal with it earlier on when you're first just noticing it, I think it's easier to, you know, take a different direction. Yes, exactly. And I love your idea of just writing it down and writing down those, those, you know, feelings and symptoms and all of the different things, because, you know, the holidays do bring up um, some very strong feelings, you know, or past events or expectations. Um, So there's a lot that is brought up around the holidays for many of us. It's not always joy, um, but a lot of time it is pain as well. So I would love to know, you know, as those feelings start to happen, obviously a little bit different than being in that current situation, but as those feelings come out, what is your advice on how to navigate those reactions that maybe are starting to take over? Well, what I think those feelings stem from a feeling a little out of control. Mm -hmm. When we have fears and we're a little out of control, we want to figure out how do I calm myself? How can I feel safe? How can I feel like I am in control? And there's some very simple things you can do. One of the things that that I suggest is, what are the things that make you feel calm? List those things. Are there people that you know that you really care about? And you just think about them and they make you feel calm. Mm -hmm. Is there a place that you like to go? This can take just five minutes where you sit down and go, what are the people, who are the people? What are the places? What are some things 
that when I have around me, I feel calm. Is Are any of those things available for me to go get right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hold that thing. Or if there's a person that, you know, can you give a call and see if they have just a couple minutes just to hear their voice? Sometimes it's just hearing the voice. Um, it's doing a recipe that that's something that you love, that's easy to do. It's how do you reframe the experience from being out of control, for feeling anxiety, for the things that you care about, that you want, that are about you as the center of your story and what's the next chapter of your story. I think claiming that this is yours and not you're not out of control, there's just situations around you. There are people that have needs. There are anxieties um, that come up. For me, when I was a kid, uh, when I was a teenager, my dad had several strokes over the holidays and to the point where um, he was completely disabled and aphasic. And so it seemed like for about 10 years, we did the Christmas pageant of remembering what happened Mm. during the holidays. Sure. And, And it took, I think, a concerted effort from all of us to go, it was painful, but there were things we learned. We don't, you know, we we avoid celebrating that we became stronger. And if we can look at even the painful things and go, I was able to spend more time with my dad. I, yeah. I was able to get to know my dad in ways that I would have never been able to get to know him. Can I celebrate that instead of right. the pain of letting go? Right. And so for me, it's reframing what the picture looks like. Maybe the picture gets bigger. Maybe the picture gets smaller. But you've mm-hmm. reframed the experience so that you don't feel out of control, so that you don't have those anxieties, so that you can take care of you because you're the best person who knows how to take care of you if you allow yourself to take care of you. Yeah, exactly. As I look at our faces on the screen today, I'm like, well, you know, here's here's me. And so why <laughs> why do we always hesitate to put ourselves in the center of the frame? And we don't, you know, especially mm-hmm. this time, time of year, we very mm-hmm. rarely just put ourselves at the center of the frame. And I think, you know, it's so and important. And we feel guilty that we're not doing enough or, you know, someone else wants something. Right. My my house right now looks like a tornado went through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, it's just not perfect Christmas. Now, when I get back from my trip, I will take some time off and I will have fun doing what I need to do. But I'll take that time instead of just, mm-hmm. you know, feeling guilty that right now my house is not put in order. Uh, yes. it, it, it's and it, and it may not be, you know, the hallmark perfect, but it will be mine. And it'll it'll be your perfect. Yes, exactly. As I'm looking at my Christmas tree behind me, for those that can see it, there's a lot of ornaments all in the same place. (laughs) The perfection is the perfection is that tree behind me. It is not not the way I wanted it. But you know what? Not going to sweat it. It's and I'm children. impressed that you have a tree up. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yes. See, my story, I created it. I created the frame for sure. Yes. There you go. Um, so Lori, what about relationships? Obviously, we are talking a lot about connection today. So how do relationship, relationships impact really how we nav- navigate the strong feelings or the strong reactions that we have? Well, when we have strong feelings for in our relationships, mm-hmm. um, and that can be loving relationships that you don't want to disappoint someone and you want to make it perfect for everyone else because you love everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Or it could be, you know, a family member or or someone, you know, at work that you have a hard time getting along with. 
And those relationships, you know, you need to work through, you know, that you're going to be in, um, you'll be continuing to have uh, time together. So mm -hmm. what I like to do is when I do feel that frustration, when I am having a hard time, what are the things that I can, again, center myself in? So if I center myself in things like a gratitude log, that allows me just to stop and go, what am I grateful for? There may be a lot of things that are triggering me and I'm frustrated about, but I think the best way to move out of feeling triggered is what in this moment do I feel good about? Mm -hmm. And can I be excited about? And, and it could be as simple as I'm walking out the door and I'm just taking a deep breath of air on a uh, outside. Mm -hmm. It's fresh. I can see the sky. I can, or if I'm not in a place where I can go outside, how can I just look around the room and go, I like that color. That color yep. makes me happy. It's the simple mm -hmm. things that we can just acknowledge that make us happy. And if we can discipline ourselves to just go ahead and write it down, it allows us to go back later when we don't know if we can think of those things that make us mm -hmm. happy. And yes. we are frustrated. So I think gratitude log is one. Um, and the other is continuing to write, if I am the center of my story, how does the heroine or the hero um, need to do next? What does that look like? And if we frame it in a story, it can allow us to get out of ourselves and start to think creatively about what are the opportunities, what are the options that we may not when we're just in that emotional state. Yes, I love two words that are coming to mind, one of which is being intentional, you know, yes. intentionally writing yes. that down and turning um, kind of inside for that. And then re it's really, you're talking mindfulness. You're talking yes. about in that moment to be very mindful of you know, the feelings and your gratitude and the things around you. So those are two words that are coming to mind for me is maybe it's intentional mindfulness. Um, I love I mindfulness. So important. I, yeah. Once I, I was taking a class at the university in mindfulness because it, 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 it struck me as something that could be very helpful for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was simple where they just had you take a cookie and take one bite of that cookie and just Keep it there without chewing or swallowing. Just hold it there for a while just to get all the flavors on your tongue. Mm -hmm. yep. And in taking 30 seconds, which seems like forever. When sure. You're doing, yeah. But it's really not that long mm -hmm. to really take in the sense that you have. I had no idea how many flavors and things I was missing because I was in a hurry. Mm -hmm. got, well, I'll just I'm, I'm in a hurry. I'm going to get that cookie and then I'm off to the next thing. You know, yep. can we slow down? And can we yes. be in the moment where we're not thinking about what happened or what we need to do next? Um, that's yes. when you can notice the things around you that can make you happy. Yes. And, and my and breath guides that most of the time, you know, just yeah. breathe, breathe yeah. through it. <laughs> it's important. But if you're also feeling um, sadness, it's, it's okay to feel the sadness. Um, yeah. I, I interviewed a psychologist who was just wonderful. And she said, if we're not crying every day over something, we might not be really feeling. So why not just allow ourselves, if something comes up and you feel like you just need to be able to cry, let it. Do it. Mm -hmm. Feel the pain. And it allows us to not, I think the, the more we try and stuff it down, the stronger it gets and the harder it is to let it out. And then the more frustrated we are in being able to make those healthy connections. 
Yes, I take a lot of classes from a Peloton instructor, Emma Lovewell, and she says, whenever you keep sweeping things under the rug, your feelings and the experience, it just creates a lumpy rug. You know, so it doesn't <laughs> do anything great. for us. It just creates a lumpy rug. Um, so I, I love to think about that as well as, you know, it's okay to have those things. So Lori, yes. how do we set realistic expectations for ourselves? You know, you're talking about a lot of, you know, different coping mechanisms and mm-hmm. things that we can do, but you know, taking a step back, um, you know, and giving ourselves the grace, how do we set realistic expectations for ourselves during this time of the year and really any time? I do think getting back to the word intentional, mm-hmm. everyone has their own intention and, and we can't say, well, you just, need, here's the magic formula. And if everyone would do this, then we'll all be fine. Right. It, it is self-discovery. It's allowing ourselves to go, what would make me the most happy during the holidays? Is there one thing I know if I do just this one thing that I'm going to get joy from it? And I know that I'm supporting a lot of other people with their joys. I'm getting the Christmas presents ready. I'm getting the Christmas tree ready. I'm, um, I'm celebrating Hanukkah. I'm, I'm bringing together friends for Kwanzaa, whatever I'm doing Mm -hmm. to support that other. um, That's great. But that isn't necessarily what's going to allow um, yourself to be able to move through uh, setting realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. The more that we're trying to please, right. the more that we're trying to prove, the more that we react to the pressure, the less our voice comes through. And our voice allows us to make decisions, to be able to set boundaries, to be able to create a safe space for ourselves. So ultimately what you're asking is how do we stay safe? So how do we stay safe during the holidays for ourselves? Mm -hmm. How do we create um, a boundary that allows us to be able to enjoy as well as to support? And everyone's going to have to figure out what that place is. Um, I believe it's being able to be mindful of not eating too much, but still enjoying taking a taste of every little thing mm-hmm. that you might want to have a taste of. You know, if you eat too much, then you're feeling uncomfortable. If you're drinking too much, you're having other challenges. It's mm-hmm. it's how do we find the balance so that we're not overdoing, but we're also celebrating who we are and what we need. And what we really need more than anything else is our relationships and affirmation. And how can we start giving affirmations to others that others may need as well? So those expectations may get switched a little bit when we feel more comfortable in being able to express who we are, be able to connect in a more truthful, perhaps, way than we have in the past because we're living out a script or we're living out a a time in our life that we got stuck at (laughs) with a family. And it comes back uh, during yeah. the holidays. Uh, it's making our own choices. And to me, making our own choices, creating our own boundaries comes from knowing who we are, what makes us feel like we are contributing, that we have a purpose, that we have a sense of why we're here. And when mm-hmm. we keep re-looking at why we're here, the answers of how do we keep ourselves uh, safe or setting expectations become more reasonable. A- and we start expressing that. We may share things that 
we haven't ever shared because we've just sort of lived out. This is what we do at Christmas. This is what we do at Hanukkah. This is what we do at Kwanzaa. And it's, and as you said at the very beginning, how do we question some of those traditions and talk about, are they working for us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love as I'm thinking about as well is, you know, determining that why and once that is, you know, does my why make me happy, you know, and how can we have that magical combination of, you know, that purpose as well as the joy that the holidays should be bringing. (laughs) It is so important. Um, But again, really meshing those two together is that purpose and the why with should bring bring me joy. And it's a lifelong it it, it, where we we celebrate this time of year and it's important that we celebrate and there's an mm-hmm. emphasis on celebration. But is there a way that we can take what we celebrate and how we celebrate into mm-hmm. our way of living? Yes. Yeah. What, and what could that look like for us? Yes. And something that we haven't talked a lot about is I think it's really important to share those things with other people. And so yes. our expectations are being, you know, met by those that we do want in our, in our little why and in our, in our person purpose. But again, it is so important, as you said, Lori, to vocalize that. And sometimes they're uncomfortable, but it's so important that we're all on the same, same page. And they, they may affirm you and you may find that that's a a fabulous opportunity and then they may not. So Mm -hmm. how can we have the confidence that that's okay, that, that it really is more about them than it is about you? Because mm-hmm. the more that we can focus on what it is that makes us who we are and be able to share that with others and others then react to that becomes a learning opportunity yeah. versus proving opportunity. Exactly. And I want to go along that path, Lori, because sometimes we go down a path and we're so far 10 steps down that path and now yeah. we need to go backwards and right. now we've made a mistake. Yeah. So what happens if you know we are burnout, we're disconnected, yeah. we've you know, maybe didn't set those boundaries quite as hard as we should have. How do you regroup and bounce back? It again, I know I sound a little bit like a broken record with it, but I'll with a little bit of a twist. Um, Sometimes when we've gotten to that point where we've given all that we could and then some, Mm -hmm. we're exhausted. Oh, and we are grumpy and we um, aren't happy. It it's, seems very simple, but how to take care of ourselves to begin with, can we get enough sleep? Yeah, yay. Can, can, can we eat, you know, a good meal and, and take care of ourselves? Can we start taking care of ourselves in ways that we care for each other? We care for so, women especially, we, we give so much to everyone else and leave, leave so little for ourselves. Um, what if we treated ourselves as well as that? What if we could plan and take care of ourselves that allowed us um, to regroup? One of the things that I do every month is I have a little journal that comes to me that's called the Silk and Sonder. I'm not in any way connected with them. I just get this journal. <laughs> and I recommend it because it is one way to be taking when you are burnt out a way to, to journal what a variety of things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you little prompts. It gives you one word every month to be thinking about. Now, I love that. It turns yeah. out that December is celebration. November was nostalgia. Uh, we had flourish in September. We had perseverance in October. 
when we have a one word for the whole month, when we're burnt out and when we think, I don't know where to go from here, you can start scripting for yourself who you are and what you want to be. Now, you don't need to buy this journal. You might just want to pick sure. a word that you take as this is my word for the month. How does it show up for me? What can I learn from? What can I do to rebuild me? Because when you're at that burned out, you, you kind of lose who you are. You, you've forgotten who you are or you're trying to remember who you are. Yeah. All, those, all those connections, relationship to yourself, to your community and the world around you, first stem from knowing who you are and what you want. So when you've gotten to that stage where you're burned out, this is the perfect opportunity not to be down on yourself, but hey, I got to figure some things out. The time when you most change and most learn is when you've hit this proverbial bottom and go, yeah. I need to do something different. This just isn't working. It may be the best opportunity that you've had when you've gotten to that point because you realize none of this works because mm -mm. I'm not in a good place. Yes. Mm -hmm. What can we do to take stock of that and not be angry, but like, I can even celebrate this. <laughs> I exactly. Can I can celebrate that this isn't working and I am okay that my Christmas tree didn't go up and my dinner burned because right. I, <laughs> I am with you and I care about you and I'm connected with you. And I just can't be taking this all so seriously that it hurts my sense of self and well-being and what I need and want for myself. Because when I do take care of myself, I end up taking care of other people better too. Exactly. We talked about it recently about all the dominoes fell down. Yeah. They're all yeah. down and you have to pick them up one at a time in order for everything to happen. So again, it's very, so important to what it is that you're saying is, you know, to do it at a time as well, yeah. not to just scrap everything. You know, each of those different categories of well-being that we talk about a lot in our industry is mm -hmm. just pick up one. Pick up one yeah. at a time, and, you know, might be a relationship, might be your budgeting, you know, whatever it is to, you know, stuck those damn dominoes back up. And for me, when I have taken a word of the month and I feel like the dominoes gone down, I take that word and go, okay, what, what does the word, what does the word like work, look like here? And part of it is that I have a language freak. I mean, I love words. So that works for me, but it might be something else for someone else. What's one thing that you want to hold on to each month? And then 12 months goes by and what were, what was it each month that, that you cherished, mm -hmm. you know, and ultimately it's figuring out what we cherish so that we can flourish. Yes. It's kind of like a mantra, isn't it, Lori? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And each month, maybe having a different mantra. Um, I know when it's been given to me, sometimes I've looked at it, go, oh, perseverance, I can do that one. No problem. Um, but flourish when I got, that was a hard one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Am I flourishing? What does that look like? Um, mm -hmm. This is this is harder. Uh, I, I need to think on it some more. Yes. And it's kind of, it really circles back, which is an amazing close to our to our podcast. We're kind of circling that time frame, But again, it really circles back to the very beginning is, you know, identifying what a healthy connection is, yes. you know, identifying your why or your purpose, mm -hmm. then listing out the things that make you happy and to put yourself in the center of that, you know, Wonder Woman's cape behind you, whatever it might be, or your big yeah. muscles. Yeah. Everyone has something that, that, gives them their superpower. Mm -hmm. 
I believe that. Now the yep. superpower might be I make an amazing bean soup. That is my superpower. Yes. What that superpower is whatever that cape is. Um, how to cherish that and claim it, you know, because I am my heroine. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Lori, there's so much. And we could do this probably for another two and a half hours. Um, <laughs> but I think we're just barely touching the surface of it. So I would love for you kind of to further my introduction. And where can people reach you or how can they find out more information? I mentioned your podcast at the beginning. Certainly. certainly. Where do we find um, you? Well, at AM950 Radio, you, uh, www.am950radio.com is our our call let our our website when you go there there's a little logo that says Lori Fitz connections um that gives all our our old radio shows it's our podcast so you can go back and listen to our radio shows um you can also contact me directly if you'd like at fitzradio at gmail.com uh, I, I welcome conversations uh, who knows I might invite you on the radio show <laughs> <laughs> a new expert. Get ready. <laughs> I will put those in our show notes as well. So people can, you know, pop into those on the podcast show notes um, if for another resource. So Lori, I appreciate all of your, your comments, your education, your lovely festive glasses. And I hope this is just the beginning for all of us. Terrific. And are there any questions from the audience? You know what? So far, no, I popped in a couple of them, you know, just via chat. But again, so far, I think we we did a pretty good job. So good. give ourselves that gold star for the day. <laughs> Terrific. Well, good. happy well, holidays. You. Happy holidays. I hope you um, have joy and you celebrate um, the beauty within you. Yes, Lori, thank you so much. And a happy new year to everyone as well. We'll circle back in January to talk about the new years and our, our year ahead. So thank you, Lori, so much. And Perfect. everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening. Take care.